none of us talked about who was gonna do the cold open or anything. I just realized that now. Yep. Um, this is just how this episode is beginning now. <laughs> the coldest of. Cold I miss this show. I miss being on here. We don't know what we're doing, and that's great for me. We missed you. <laughs> us, the fans. <laughs> Thank you, loyal fans, who are the ones who are doing the recording on this episode. <laughs> you want a really fun fact, Regerino? I do. I would love that. The way that this podcast works is it's been like a month and a half of Amber Retrieval Arc, but Amber and I have already recorded other episodes outside of that. But when we get back on track, we're just going to the backlog, so it's not even going to be like, Amber, you're back for the first time in forever. It's just going to be the thing we told you a month and a half ago we'd post. Here we are. A fucking surprise. I'm back. <laughs> it's been months. You didn't know that because time is an illusion. So it I don't is. know what this bit is I'm doing. Hey, everybody. Um, Welcome to the show. What show is it? This is Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Thank you. Great question, Devin. Um, I'm proud of you. Uh, I would think you would know by now, but you don't, and that's fine. I can explain it to you. We all need a little help sometimes. This is Original Podcast Do Not Steal, the weekly podcast in which every week, Devin and I, we do this every week. There was definitely not a long period where I wasn't there. Every week, Devin and I, um, and sometimes a third person, take one property, um, a movie, a TV show, a video game, whatever we want, and then we make an original character in that property, hence the name of the podcast, and uh, that's it. That's the that's the show. Boy, howdy. Do I love not having to say that for a week. And now on to my other due diligence. We have a guest. Reggie, introduce yourself to the audience. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hi, sorry. I'm Reggie. I'm so sorry. I'm the one who wouldn't shut up on the 100 episode. I'll be quieter this time. Woo. <laughs> no, don't be. We demand you be louder, in fact. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Only shouting. It, really, it, makes, it makes the episode really easy for me whenever you're on. I look forward to Reggie episodes because when Reggie's on, I don't have to do any work. I can sit here. You will talk about the 100 for an hour and a half without <laughs> interruption. My phone could die. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my God. Because I legitimately thought that some of it was going to get cut out. And so I went a little bit over just in case some of it got cut out. And then you're like, nope, all in. And I was like, oh, my God. What have I done? Ah. <laughs> exactly what we asked you to. You did exactly what we brought you on to do. Um, so it's going to be more than you've ever wanted to know about... Reggie's taste on Daredevil. That's the name of the segment. That's the name of this episode. More than you ever wanted to know about Reggie's taste in Daredevil. That's it. But before we get into that proper, we do have a special thing to let the audience know things about our guest host for the week. So, Reggie, what is something you think is underrated? And what is something you think is overrated? Underrated. Hmm. Okay, so I thought of overrated because we were talked about it and it's fucking okay well i think nobody rated iron fist hopefully and if you did you overrated it uh, immediately <laughs> immediately <laughs> hi i'm coming for you gentle listener uh iron fist was bad you should not like it it was overrated in the fact that it continued to even have a second season um my underrated is lost girl it was this shitty little canadian show and everyone was like it's weird because it's about a succubus and i was like actually it was one of the most diverse things that was on tv at the time and actually it's pretty fun and go fuck yourself because i super loved it and everyone else was like this sucked closest i saw to anyone 
defending Iron Fist was when Gail Simone did her big Twitter thread of why the show sucked, and she was like, purposefully, I'm not going to talk about whether or not it's ethnically okay for Danny Rand to be white. I just want to talk about why the show is bad. And I read the whole thread, and the first reply was someone being like, oh, you're upset because Danny Rand isn't Asian, SJW cucklord. Boo. We didn't like him because he sucked. We like we disliked him for many reasons. We liked him for no reason. Fuck that show so. Uh, the best thing cry. Danny Rand did in the MCU was when Luke Cage tells him he's a piece of shit. <laughs> ah, that was honestly mm, satisfying. Chef's kiss on that. Second best part of Defenders, because the best part of Defenders is when Jessica Jones is complimenting Daredevil, but not to his face and roundabout to a girl she's trying to get on their side. That's the best part of Defenders. You don't have to watch anything else. Daredevil. Matt Murdock is my... He's not even my trash son. He's just my son. (laughs) Well, usually all my characters that I like are problematic. Like, just, like, they they, they have something going on where you're just like, oh, I shouldn't like this person. Oh, well, oh, wait, Wilson Fisk. Never mind. Wilson Fisk is my trash son. I think it's (laughs) funny to say that Matt Murdock, this version particularly, isn't your trash son because there's an episode where you find him in a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I don't know the MCU. Ver- okay, as someone who actually like, ha- like was hella into the com- is still into the comics, like the actual TV show is like this is perfect. No notes. So that's yeah, my so take. <laughs> today we're and by we I mean Reggie because I am also so tired of talking on my own podcast. I've had to what? be a month where it's mostly been me. We're just here to listen to Reggie's take on Daredevil with occasional spurts from me because I love that show. And Amber doesn't care about Daredevil at all because Amber has bad taste. That's right. Wow. I No, I don't. I'm, I I have a couple of opinions about Daredevil. Probably. I like it. I, there, were, there were parts of it that I liked. I don't remember most of it. It was a long time ago. And like, it's no Jessica Jones season one, but like, Ooh. that's fine. It doesn't all have to be. Jessica Jones season one, my heart, my absolutely. Jessica Jones season two and three aren't even Jessica Jones season one. (laughs) I know that's why I said Jessica Jones season one. Pay attention. We don't talk about. Okay, so my favorite superhero is not actually Daredevil. He's my second. My favorite is Hellcat, who is Patsy Walker. Oh, who is Trish Walker like season three. and season three of Jessica Jones ruined my favorite superhero and I was livid. I was like, finally, at the very last episode, they give you a little taste. They finally, after all this time of setting up fucking Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Trish Walker, because fine, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. they teasing it for seasons. Seasons. And she finally catches something on the tip of her toe, and then that's the fucking end? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the... And then they canceled it, which means I'll never have Patsy Walker anything ever again. And I've just... Uh, uh. And, and on She-Hulk, fun fact, fun fucking fact about the comics, Patsy Walker and, like, Jennifer... Like, Fucking She-Hulk, they are best friends. And the fact that they completely just ruined that character and made her Jessica Jones character means that we won't have her on She-Hulk. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm okay. We're coming in hot! (laughs) I just, and Tatiana Maslany is also my wife, and she deserves to have a BFF who is as cool as comic book Patsy Walker. 
listen, sometimes your favorite characters show up and they're not the reason you came to the party. <laughs> oh, you were just talking about your favorite comic book person. Oh my god, what was it? Was it like the Creeper or something? Yeah, the Creeper. Yeah, and I just was like, oh, Devin also is never gonna have any actual TV of their favorite game. I'm like, never... <laughs> I I got one episode of Batman the Animated Series where where they turn my favorite character into like a sexual predator. It's fine. It's, oh it's my fine. god! I, That's so I, sad. I <laughs> well, either way, Daredevil, eh? Yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil. So if I I'll just I'll try to stick to just TV show stuff um, because like I don't know I have a lot of opinions, but like. TV level stuff, what I appreciate about it, just like in general, is that I like the villain as much as I like the hero. Uh, so the whole time, I'm like, it, I, I'm, f- they they go back and forth between who is winning, and at all times, I'm like, yeah, woo, um, which probably is bad. I swear I'm not morally corrupt. It's just that Wilson Fisk is very good at the oh, Vincent D'Onofrio sells his shit and i'm like yeah you were such a good actor as this villain that i kind of want you to win just a little bit somewhere deep down but also at the same time <laughs> my bad and particularly to use historical context daredevil season one came out when everyone was like yeah marvel doesn't know how to do villains yet and then we got kingpin and purple man back to back and it's like oh i guess the tv shows know how to do villains yeah, I, 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 I will never shut the fuck up about Jessica Jones season one um, uh, and how mad I am that they like like they had such a fucking cohesive sense of the, the, the thing that the drama was about, um, that it's about uh, Jessica recovering from abuse and then they kill the purple man. And that's fine. I don't really mind them killing the purple man. Like, like, that's fine. It's a part of the, the story. Um, uh, but then, like, I don't know, like future seasons didn't even deal with the fallout of that. Like that wasn't about her like emotionally recovering from the death of her abuser. And like you would think she would continue to see him around every corner. You would think you would be able to metaphorize that in some way through the medium of superheroes. God fucking damn it. Sorry. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I'm fine. And you're correct and not wrong. I'm I am correct and not wrong. That's true. Listen, Punisher season two doesn't lose all the forward momentum and everything. that brought. To- God, I fucking I. <laughs> I'm so two-minded about all of the Netflix shows because, goddammit, all of their season ones hit it out of the park in a way none of the Disney TV shows have, but then, like, all of their follow-ups are not as great. I have not seen any of the Disney shows yet. So, Devin, that's part of why I'm like, Devin's going to be talking more than he thinks he is because you have background about Wilson being in ten other shows that I have not even opened up yet. I was told that potentially Hawkeye has a little has a little Vinny action in it. Uh, <laughs> you get a little Kingpin and Hawkeye, and it's fine. He I'm shows sorry. Up at the end. Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're going to be disappointed by your experience. And I, in fact, I believe you are going to be frustrated with your with your Kingpin and Hawkeye experience. Good. I love being emotionally frustrated about characters that I like. <laughs> Just my favorite favorite thing. Devin, the reason that we wanted to even do this is because we have couple opinions, and it's Wilson X Vanessa forever and ever. I will go stronger. It is not. This is not an opinion. This is not my subjective experience with media. This is a cold, hard, unarguable fact. Would you look at gravity, one of the four fundamental forces of reality, and say this is up for debate? No, you'd be a silly bitch. And the fact is that Kingpin and Vanessa 
are the best couple in the MCU, and it is not even close. Sorry, Wanda, you can't be in a relationship with a corpse. Damn, get her. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, okay, so they, like, first off, they, like, meet at an art gallery, and then, like, a couple episodes later, she he's just like, I want to carve something beautiful out of this city. And she's like, oh, you have the heart of an artist. And I was like, and my heart's melting. I love you. Please marry me. I'm like, please, dear God, this is the cutest fucking thing. And they're both snobs. I'm also a snob. Because, like, there's always, like, the classical music in the background and, like, all the fancy art and just, and they and language is, like, literally their love language. Like, they're just like, oh, <laughs> wordplay. And I'm like, I want to die. This is so cute. Please kill me right now. So, uh, well, they would, they would like to, they're, they're evil. They're super villains, super villains, you know, super villains. Hashtag Vanessa step on my neck. <laughs> I get it. No. I, okay. You're speaking my language. I understand. Their uh, downfalls and motivation. Like all of season three is set into motion by Wilson Fisk doing an act of love. He wants to see his wife again. So he puts all of season three into motion, but both of their downfalls in season one or two is because they love each other. Kingpin loses focus because he loves Vanessa. He lets Vanessa in because that's what she wants. The most meaningful expression of their love he can have, letting her truly be a part of his world. And she's the one who says, kill Nadim. If he didn't kill Nadim, his what was it, Wit witness, turgery, whatever, it wouldn't have been admissible in court because it's only admissible in court because it was his last will and testament before he died. If Vanessa didn't make that call, they'd have nothing. Their love for each other is so powerful it brings down their own empire more than Matt Murdock and Foggy did. It does, and, like, that's how you, like, know that he's, like, finally let her in is she has this, like, little smirk on her face, and she's like, and don't you think he's a risk? And shouldn't risks be handled? And I'm like, Vanessa, oh my goodness, you catty girl, get him. And he's Vanessa just like, here. she is such a boss bitch. And like, I, use, I, I, I try not to use girl boss too frequently, but she's a girl boss. She has that energy. She has the negative connotation going with it as well, in which that she crushes all around her. Um, and I love that for her. I love a power couple. I want to fuck it. I just want to talk about Kingpin for a moment. But like in season one, he's the most polite man. <laughs> he cares about manners and etiquette and floor. He's so nice that whole season. I And it's just and they have the little color thing going on, just like, you know, like Matt's there and there's like red lighting because like, you know, MCU's like big on that. They're just like, oh, our characters on screen. Guess we have to put a fancy colorful light in the background. And, like, you can tell where their relationship is by whether or not they're matching fucking outfits. Because, like, Vanessa starts by wearing, like, all white for the first season, just like the painting, and he doesn't have her yet. And then the further it goes on, her outfits get darker and darker. And then, like, at the end, when she makes the kill call, she's wearing the fucking dress that matches the painting that's in the background of their second date when she hands him the gun. And you're like, holy fucking shit, you waited two whole seasons to find a dress that matched that fucking ugly-ass painting? Dear fucking God, I love this show Pay, pay, like, I'll pay you to watch this. Oh, wait, is that Disney Plus? <laughs> That's Disney Plus. <laughs> well, they, they, they offer that service. You can do that for them. <laughs> they, they got me. I just... Uh, there's just so much to talk about, because now I want to talk about lighting, because all of season one is bathed in mostly sickly yellows because it's gringy and dirty and the pontificate. Like, the reason all of those fights last so long 
is because it wants you to meditate on the violence. It's gross and it hurts, and Matt Murdock's scars carry with him through the whole season. God, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Do you remember him just literally smashing somebody's face in the car door? Because yes, he, yeah, I talk he, about that all the time. He literally, he's like, you embarrass me in front of Vanessa. And literally, <laughs> his brains are dripping the fuck out. And he's just, and he's just like, somebody like, uh, clean up on aisle two. Uh, this You literally concerned this woman, who is not even my fiance yet, for three seconds. And I'm like, damn, he goes hard for her. That's hot. If we're talking about soulmates, I really want to talk about like Karen Page and Matt Murdock for a second because the reason the yes, way yes. it clicked that you two belong to each other, it's the parallel of my favorite moment in season two of Daredevil. Yes, even more than everything that has to do with the Punisher, which is the highlight of that season. But it's when Matt Murdock goes to talk to Kingpin in jail and they switch who's the villain so seamlessly when Matt Murdock does some mad heinous shit and he's like, hey, motherfucker, your wife will never touch american soil i'll bury her <laughs> it's the two seconds that king pity like am i gonna punch this i'm gonna punch this blind motherfucker and <laughs> starts beating the shit out of matt <laughs> it's my favorite but what the reason i know that matt and karen belong together is because karen does the same thing in season three where she's like hey your mom I tricked her into telling me things because I'm a journalist and your best friend, I shot him seven times. Oh my God. Yeah. And like Wesley, Wesley was such a ride or die. And like, this is another, again, remember how many shows can make you feel bad that the villain lost his best friend? Like not that many from what I'm aware of. Usually I'm just like, yeah, fuck that guy, whatever. But I like was legitimately when she shot Wesley, I was like, <gasps> Wesley. What a moment. And she unloads the whole crew. She unloads <laughs> that shit. No mercy. Karen Page, honestly, can we? Karen Page is the villain of that show so often. <laughs> and I'm supposed to feel bad for that bitch? I don't. Like. I love Karen. <laughs> I love her. I love her no too. Notes. But also, girl. Yeah, Karen no, absolutely. Consist. I. I will stand by this hot take, but you know Karen Page has bad taste in men because she could have just dated Foggy Nelson. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, Karen and Matt are together in the comics, and it's just as toxic then. The drugs are still a thing, so I'm like, they handled it well-ish compared to the comics, which make it weird because... Yeah. 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 Mm. They're like... Every yeah. They're like, oh, she was doing heroin. Oh, the and... weird about it. Oh, real weird. They're like, oh, she was doing heroin and <gasps> pornography. And I was like, why are we doing this? You could have just bummer. picked one struggle, and instead you're just like, <laughs> remember how the show Kingpin finding out who Daredevil is is a direct fallout of Daredevil's actions. It's that moment where a blind man punches, gives him a stiff right hook, and he's like, give me the furdock on Mister Murdock. I said Furdock, I meant file. You know, the file and Mr. Murdock. That's like that's the start. That's when Kingpin starts putting the pieces together. In the comics, it's because Karen is a recovering heroin addict and Kingpin gives her more heroin, and that's how he finds out Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely how it be going. Yeah, it's kind of funnier to have it just be, oh shit, I remember this punch. Did a blind man I just get punched by a blind man? <laughs> I mean, if he, th and even, it shouldn't have let on anything because, like, his dad is a well known boxer. And, like, 
it's like the Fisk boxing thing is like really well. To, I, it it's fine how it ends up okay, happening. So some of us aren't actually familiar with the Daredevil comics at uh, fucking all. Um, so help. So uh, Fisk's is like the villain who is the reason Daredevil's dad dies in the comics because he is like the mafioso who is doing like the rigged fights that his boxer dad is in. Sure. I don't know if they, I don't remember. Do they do that in the show? I have a hard time keeping it separate. It just kind of starts melding together in your brain. No, because season one is watching Kingpin ascend to that status as opposed to the comics where he kind of always is. He just, he is. He, he just is. Yeah, that's fair. It is more fun to watch him kind of crawl his way up as he also Remember is Remember when he murdered the shit out of Owlsley? Uh, he, because he tried to kill his fucking... Mm, don't... He was like... he Owlsley actively was just like, Hey, I definitely tried to poison your wife in part... Who's, okay, technically not fiancé yet. But, like, I specifically went after your girl... And you can tell that they, like, they're like they getting closer because she's wearing black in that scene, and Kingpin's always wearing black. And you can tell that his heart is getting soft because he starts stops wearing black, and he starts to wear lighter colors when he's with her, and it's very fucking cute. And either way, Owlsley had it coming. I also would have fucking cared. Like, I'm sorry, you poisoned my girlfriend on purpose? Fuck yourself. Dead. I just love that he throws him down an elevator shaft. <laughs> it was- it, you know what? It was impressive. Hope you fans didn't want to see the owl, because now he's dead. And, like, the other okay, thing that's... I didn't want to see the owl. I don't know who that is, so it's fine for me. I wanted to see the owl. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because it gets, it's get, it gets real weird in the comics. But, like... My headcanon back in... Uh, my, my bad. But no, my no. headcanon back in the day was, he says, I have a son, and this city's going to shit. And I was like, oh, he'll show up in season four and be the owl. He should be. I mean... They won't do the costume, though. They never yeah. do the costume. Daredevil's the only one who gets a costume. <laughs> and that costume slaps. I've I've worn, I've done that for Halloween at least four times, I will admit. Daredevil costume is fucking righteous. It is, and you can do it even if you're going to work, because then you can just wear the lawyer outfit. It's a uh, uh, good opportunity. Good opportunity. And how there. great in season three when he has to remake the black mask that it is literally a refurbished nun hat. There's a word for that, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. So nun hat, because he's literally wearing his Catholicism on his face. Love you, Matt Murdock. Love storytelling through costume. I love it so much. It's so good. And like, it's, it's kind of cool that it's the only time like a villain has zero real superpowers besides being buff and rageful and yet he's still always winning which is impressive oh, except so for the like, scene what where if he... mr furious from uh, mystery men was like what if we were trying to take that seriously is that the thing i suppose only because i have zero frame of reference <laughs> i don't know did you okay i don't know uh dev you said you were re-watching a little bit i rewatched the uh uh just beat the pulp out of his uh wilson fisk's face scene and like i always <laughs> notice the um the blood splatter on the painting yep but i never noticed the blood splatter on like vanessa and she specifically has fisk's blood on her like chest and her forehead and i was like uh, did they 
is that just where it landed because of special effects or did they actively go for like the head heart thing am i am i seeing things and like she's wearing she's still wearing her bright like her her, what do you is it a bright it's not a bridal gown somebody called what a wedding dress there we go whoo we were getting a little you got there wedding dress and also she's I did the thing I try not to do on podcasts where I groan. Anyways, she's also wearing Kingpin's jacket, which we can assume is made by Gladiator, so it's one of his protective things. So he has tried to protect her in the scene, but she still cannot escape the violence that is innate to his life, nor does she want to, because she never leaves, and also the blood lands on the jacket. And she, like, stays by his side the whole t- like she she goes but then she like immediately like comes back to his side as soon as he's done punching the shit out of him and Matt i'm just like Murdoch beats the shit out of him <laughs> just <laughs> amber the it's like pulpy it's like literal like pulp levels of punching it's pretty gory and it's probably one of the best scenes of the fucking show it's fuck i have great. actually seen that scene oh I don't know. The painting stuff really gets me in particular, but that's because I have a weakness for art stuff. And so, like, watching where the painting is and isn't and, like, what paintings, like, she's pointing out to people. Oh, that reminds me. The one, because I rewatched all of season three for this, but the one time Kingpin is truly brought low, like, the camera belittles him because someone stands up when we use her POV to make Kingpin shrink into the frame, right? It's when he tries to get the camera back, and the woman's like, do you know where this painting was taken? It was taken by Nazis from my family. You're not getting this from me. And when she stands up, Kingpin is brought low for the only time in that fucking season. Yeah, which makes the whole Dex thing, uh... Oh, yeah, because Dex is the worst! I love you, I love you, Agent Poindexter. Oh, oh, Dex. And they left it open for him to be, like, straight up, uh, like, bussin' bussin' in the next uh, season, for lack of a better word. He would have been full He already was bullseye, but he'd have been into the costume and more maniacal than he already was. And they were doing, like, the soup-up body stuff for him, finally. Oh. Bullseye is... Ugh. And the doctor who was performing the surgery was the Dark Wind, the person who originally calls Bullseye to be the assassin to show up to kill Kingpin. Well, I mean, uh, Daredevil. What a... Ah, touch. Ah, love it. But also, Amazing. because season three is when... Because season one... God, we're all over the place with this. But season we don't one... Care. Don't care. This is for us. Season one, <laughs> Kingpin ends, I'm the ill intent on the road to Damascus, right? So in season three, he acts upon it. He's the devil because what he does with Poindexter is, I was like, oh, Kingpin's God. No, Kingpin's the devil in the story of Job. It's the devil who actively ruins his life. <laughs> We're just dealing with a dark Job who doesn't rise above because he doesn't because he needs a North Star to guide his heart. He doesn't have a higher power. It was Julian Kingpin. Kingpin killed God. <laughs> I just, for someone who is like as much of an atheist as I am, I really, really enjoy the Catholicism of Daredevil. I don't know. It just, mm, I don't know. There's something about it. Just like it fits really well with this whole superhero thing because like the morality of it, it like, mm, it just really heightens it for me because he's just sitting there going like, oh shit, am I the problem? Oh shit. Uh, somebody, somebody in the Catholic church tell me, am I the problem? And the answer is yes, you are indeed the problem. <laughs> 
It's just, I get so upset because there is no media literacy on the internet, fine, whatever, but when articles will be like, the fact that Matt Murdock is a Catholic make him the biggest hypocrite, I'm like, you missed the fucking point. The reason Frank Miller looked at this character Stanley didn't think about and was like, wait a minute, you made a Catholic lawyer superhero. There's a wonderful mass of contradictions and an internal war within this man that makes him a compelling character. And like the Frank Miller stuff is when people started taking Daredevil seriously and we can litigate whether or not it holds up against the test of time. But th- the reason you're not wrong, <laughs> yeah, you're not the- wrong. That's like it's so like, yes, give me give me justice is blind one more time i don't care how many times you tell it to me i feed it to me one more time more puns like just uh it's so good daredevil's great because he one of the few heroes to contemplate whether or not he's a hypocrite i'd love it oh it's so like the fuck it the, the the fucking monologue to open season one the murdoch boys have the devil in him it's per and the fucking shot the fucking shot in season three, the, pick, the best thing Defenders gave us is our guardian devil descending from the pits of hell to save us on the first shot of season three. It's fucking beautiful and I love it. Delight. Just, ah, just a delight. Amazing. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> I love everything about it. It's so good. And oh it's God, we so... haven't even talked about Ben Yurick because there's so much to talk about just Kingpin and Vanessa and how good Matt Murdock is. I want to hear your Ben Yurick takes, actually. Ben Yurick is like, because okay, like, you can argue, I think Foggy and Karen do a good job of really grounding this from a human perspective when you're dealing with these larger than life figures, but Ben Yurick is the ideal to strive for, right? He, he literally makes the self-sacrifice play on doing the thing that will take down the Kingpin. And because being human is not being solely moral. It is being a complex figure. And while Ben Yurick, for the most part, is the moral guiding compass, the thing that ultimately kills him doing the right thing from his perspective, taking down the kingpin, it's going after his mom. And that's how we first meet Ben Yurick, because Ben Yurick is talking to an old mob snitch guy. And he's like, Ben, the reason you're a good guy is because you didn't talk about my mom. Every other newspaper went for it, and you did it. And what kills Ben? Going after someone's mom, making it too personal. Even our human person, our moral compass, can be misguided at moments, just like Agent Nadim. The reason season two is bad is because there's no Agent Nadim. There's no Ben Yurick. I can get more into season two if you want, because season two is very... Co- oh, more. that's another thing. <laughs> so I just remembered this, but if we're doing a pun... A pun not Punisher. Fuck, I love Punisher so much. I'm doing... <laughs> If we're doing a Daredevil MCU thing specifically, it is important to me to talk about the racism. If you notice that Nobu and The Hand and Madam Yao are like fucking lame in season two and The Hand are just faceless ghouls who exist to give us, though it is, sick as fuck choreography. Sick. And if you wonder... Sick. Oh, it's so fucking rad. It's and if so you, good. And if you will wonder why the hand is not led by Madame Gao or any person of Asian descent, but Sigourney fucking Weaver, talented though she may be, a white woman, it's because Jeff Loeb said, quote, to the actor who played Nobu, you ever see the Blade movies? He kills over 200 Asian people. No one gives the fuck about the Chinese. And that's why. (laughs) That's why the hand sucks, because Jeff Loeb, who sucks... Didn't want to write any characters. 
Wow, I did not know that. It does make sense about why it sucked a little bit. I mean, it I can't, it always kind of, I don't know, but oh god, the choreography. But what the fuck, dude? Ugh. Yeah, so that's just a thing It's I Iron Fist all over again. All of Iron oh. Fist all over again. And oh, Doctor Strange. Oh. I forgot about the ancient one because that's one where I remember it was a bunch of threads of like whitewashing the MCU is done. And they got to the ancient one. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, the ancient one's Asian. I was like, oh, yeah. The ancient Obviously. one isn't the White Witch. I forgot. Tilda fucking Swinton. And I was like, what is happening here? I love Tilda. Tilda can do whatever the fuck, but I was just honestly like, what happened here? Hey, listen, big JPEG of Scarlett Johansson saying, why can't an actor play a tree? <laughs> oh my god, Scarlett, ScarJo, who I, I found out doesn't like being called ScarJo, but now I care a little less about her opinions. <laughs> Just a lot a bit less about It's Oh god. Oh, Jesus. Oh, ScarJo, it would have been so easy to say nothing. <laughs> Just... Mm. <laughs> oh god I'm sorry you melted my brain with the hand stuff so I'm still recovering uh just oh that that reminds me because I, I can go on forever because I love the show so much but like there's an escalation of superhero bullshit which I love like season one is the most grounded and grounded does not mean the most representative of our world but like how you choose to frame things right it's grounded, but it's still a stylized reality. I don't think you can decapitate a man by just slamming a car, slamming their head into a car door multiple times, but I don't know. I'm no scientist. But season <laughs> two, when Daredevil is in costume, he has more, like, he still gets the shit beat out of him, but he can do things that aren't physically possible. There's superhero action movie nonsense, which is fine. It rules. It's awesome. But then season three, it is Kingpin who is the most comic book bullshit, where it's like, we're going to take him down. No, Nadeem. He's the reason your sister lost her healthcare coverage. What? Foggy, we're going to take down the king, but no, 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 Foggy. He's the reason I accidentally did tax fraud and he'll take the business. So now he wants you to be district attorney. We're going to take, like, Kingpin just knows everything about everyone in season three. And I go, yeah, yeah, he does. He fucking really, he's the man. Okay, well, it, yeah, he kind of, but he kind of does that a couple of times previously, though. Because he also knows Vanessa's favorite wine without having asked. And you're just like, okay, sure. Is he stalking her? I was very alarmed. Um, they never really make that clear. Wesley just kind of says, this is her favorite wine. And I was like, Wesley, how do you know that? Did she tell you that that's her favorite wine? Did you watch her drink it and say, oh, that must be her favorite? There, either there's a lot of assumptions or there's some weird bullshit happening. You decide. Listen. I don't think Kingpin would snuck Vanessa. I think Wesley would know that's what Kingpin needed, and Wesley is down to stalk Vanessa. <laughs> Wesley was down for anything. What a good friend. And I, a bad I, person. Bad person, great friend, great actor. His line where he talks about how much he hates the city, there's a muck you can't wash off. I think about that a lot as a as a Midwesterner who is in who is insecure about loving Chicago and not being from New York, I think yeah, about we that line where Wesley Chicago. describes how disgusting New York is. Oh, I you had an episode on here that said uh, you were insulting uh, New York City, and you were concerned about the New York. Uh, hi, I'm the, I'm part of the New York uh, contingent. Fuck New York City. 
What's up with your giant ass rats on every street? What's up with that, huh? I literally walking to work past one, and I was like, "Hello, friend." I'm I'm in upstate too, man. And I was just like, "Oh, look." Also, the pigeons here very overconfident. I literally, I was walking, and the pigeon wanted me to move. <laughs> And I was like, what the shit is this? At least the Chicago pigeons get the fuck out of your way. This one was like, bitch, why the fuck are you on my sidewalk? And I was like, man, these New Yorkers, ugh, so pushy. <laughs> that pigeon said, you moved here. I'm three generations down in this fucking borough. <laughs> oh, all the actual like New Yorker, New Yorker people are going to be like, oh, upstate, boo. Upstate's better. We have clean water, bitch. <laughs> My city doesn't stink. We have garbage disposal that actually runs. Boo. Also, you're just New Jersey's hat. Oh, <laughs> so, you've been got. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just thought I would uh, bring it back around to like 10 episodes ago. Uh-huh, Hi, uh-huh. You're good. You're I'm good. your... I need to get like a number one fan shirt. Unless Kane is Kane out out fanning me. Well, he's out guesting you. He's, Ooh, damn. I don't think Kane's ever watched an episode. To be fair, I wanted you to be the first return guest, but then you know shit happened, and I was like, I need to find people I could record in the same room with, so I don't have to edit. I have a day to post an episode. Where is Amber? <laughs> Kane, you were great. You're doing great. I was great, gonna sweetie. post it. <laughs> You just uploaded it. I just have cause for concern when I message you and go, Hey, Amber, do you have next week's episode? And then it is Thursday at 12 o'clock and I go, Well, I got no response. Better be prepared. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Damn it. Amber, how many outfits of Vanessa did you get to see during... How I don't know, how, how much did you watch? This was several years ago. I don't remember all of Vanessa's outfits. I was like a boy at the time. You gotta understand. Like, that's where we are here. That's a while ago. I just have a feeling that you would be down. Because she is like, how low-cut and classy can I be simultaneously? And I was like, hmm, that's an aesthetic that sounds familiar. Just like, how cute can this dress be? But also, how much can I show at the same time? That nice little balance mm-hmm mm-hmm okay yeah i can get behind i that. felt oh yeah i knew you could get behind i was like yeah that's such an amber move like how much leg can i show without getting called out for it and i'm like yeah 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 go off it's a challenge because sometimes i get called out for it my boss is not always happy with me r.i.p <laughs> i now have to deal with gender dress codes the other way and did you know that women can wear shorts to work but men can't boo Boo! Gender dress codes! They hurt everyone! Please, let me not die in this 90 degree office! Sorry. You can't wear shorts in a 90 degree office? Get the Duh. fuck out of here! No, it's okay, I love my boss. I, and I don't think I'll ever say that again about any other job, so... Oh my god, am I like the little Wesley? <laughs> Oh, God. Are you going to get shot by Karen Page? Honestly, with my job, who knows? I piss people off all the time. I work in customer service, so. Oh, yeah, you might get shot by Karen Page if you work in customer service in New York. And I have to say no to literal Karens? Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, we cannot do that. And immediately goes like the, and you're like, 
ugh, it's crying. What do I do? Can I shut? Can I close the window? No, I'm not allowed. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Karens and season oh, Karen. three, of I, I love you, Karen Page. You're wonderful. But I think there's Beautiful. a. I, I don't want to say this. I think if you need your media to regressively regurgitate your own political viewpoint back to you, you are a coward. <laughs> but so most things don't align with me politically. That is just a fact of reality. And I don't need it to. In fact, give me the other perspective. Do it well. I think that's more interesting. But I will say who I am when season three first came out is very different. And it's very funny to constantly have Foggy Nelson like court the police <laughs> in all of season three to be DA. And I'm like, yeah, sure thing, man. You you keep saying the police are on our side. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, Foggy. You do it. You do it, buddy. Even though you actively know at least four of them if not more, are actively on Wilson Fisk's, like, fucking payroll. Foggy, get your shit together. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Like, love you, but also, honestly, I gotta say Foggy is my least favorite character in the TV show. Really? He's just such a sniveller. He's such a sniveller. I I like Karen, because she, like... She is a little bit too closely aligned with the Punisher morally for me to really get behind her. But at least I when have she decides about that, yeah. But when like when she decides to fucking do something, she fucking does it herself. She gets those little hands nice and dirty, and like Foggy's like, well, I guess we should like call the cops about it. And I'm like, boo, get your hands dirty, Foggy. Listen, there needs to be someone who has an eye, unshakable faith in the system, in the judicial, in law, and that falls on Foggy Nelson, and he does it well, and I think how much I care about Foggy is directly related to his hair, because he has the most to do, and he's the most nuanced in season three, but he's the most fun in season one, when he's got that shaggy hair, and he's got all those fun, snide comments, and complaining about the elevator that he used to love, and then when they go back to that building, he brings up being disappointed that they didn't go to the elevator. <laughs> okay, he is, he is a fun little noodle, but like, morally, I'm like, I'm like somewhere between Matt and Karen at all times, and I'm like... Foggy, I need you to just be a little more passionate, thank you. He's just like, the world the world is going to work it out. It'll be fine. And I'm like, no, honestly, the reason it's working is because Matt is out on the street doing the hard work of punching people in the face while you sit in the background. Thanks. Matt, Matt is burning his soul while you give a half-hearted... Actually, no, he, give, he gives a whole-hearted speech in both season one and two. I, I see he you, does. Foggy. Punisher I see you, Foggy. But also so the only reason... than all of you. <laughs> like, so fucking cool. Okay, sorry. Talia Ogul has decided to join the podcast. And that's my cat, for context. Okay, I was like, oh shit, the demon's daughter? Um, she is just as conniving. Mother so... of everyone's favorite member of the Bat family, Damien Wayne? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, her favorite thing to do is just to cause havoc and be a gremlin. And if that isn't living up to her namesake, I don't know what is. Remember that episode of Batman the Animated Series? No, it's of Batman Beyond 
where Talia's like, Bruce, I can make you young with the pool. It's going to be super cool. And Bruce is like, yeah, sure, why not? And then they go there, and the reveal was, it's not Talia. It's Rachel Ghoul in Talia's body. And Bruce is like, I had some weird fucking boners over the course of this trip. <laughs> not wrong. Oh, God. Ugh. You know, I... Okay, so that's there's another thing. Like, you, that's a whole other separate rant. I love Marion Cotillard a lot. A lot. And she is still one of the worst Talia al Ghuls I've ever seen. Is she Dark Knight Rises? Oh, yeah. And it's bad. I don't like... I don't like it. I'm like, you're not conniving enough for me. I need a little more conniving from you. And a little more slinking around. You gotta slink around and be conniving. Thank I... you hate that my favorite bat villain spends the whole movie talking like this oh yes bat oh it's like the lasting legacy of bane has now become doing that voice because in the harley quinn show and lego batman that's how bane talks now and god damn it if it isn't funny but man he come on bane's the best <laughs> i was gonna try to do it and then i was like no i'm not gonna i, mean, I can't I don't want to. I don't want to have it on record that I can't do the pain voice, so I'm just oh. gonna choose not to. Oh, Harley! It seems that I've been diagnosed with postpartum depression. I'm seeing my therapist once a week. She didn't. She charged too much for last week's appointment and didn't provide me with meaningful advice. So I think I will blow her up. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I want to talk about the fights because they're the fucking best. They're so good. Every fight in Daredevil is so good. The fucking church fight between Bullseye and Daredevil in season three is so smart about using your environment. Oh, oh my God. Literally, like, trying not to actively moan. I'm like, this is literally the best thing I've ever seen. And the hall, the hallway fight? Okay, that, my part. Uh, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> You go, because I really want to know your take on, like, how they all three stack up against each other. Um, my opinion is, ooh, wow, serotonin's hitting my brain. I'm not used to this. I'm literally doing, like, the little autistic handshake to this because there's so much things happening. Dear God, I'm having a good time, but also the tism is kicking in. Dear Lord, too much stimulation because it's that good. Then having to rewatch it when I'm calmer. Whole thing. It's a good time. I think God. The, first, the first one is the best because it got that, like, a long shot is technically impressive, but the thing that's so unique about it is much like a comic book gives you the ability to linger on one shot. The camera just holds still while that fight takes place, and that's the thing I think is really lasting and important. The second one in season two is the dopest because it's in full costume. There's constantly the gun in Matt's hand and the chain whip. The third is the most technically impressive, and we have escalated the tension the most because it is literally a whole prison, and Matt has been poisoned, but it's probably my least favorite because it's not as cool as season two, and it's not as impactful as season one, but fuck is it impressive in season three. It's literally Matt, like, at his lowest point, drugged, realizing the institutions that were meant to keep the kingpin at bay have failed. He has corrupted them, and he is now escaping hell. I love it. But, God, season one is cool, and God, season two is fucking dumb. He's got a chain on his arm the whole fight. The and the punish is right there. I just... Brain... Sh like, just brain melty... Mm-mm-mm, good. Just... 
I just like watching him kick ass. Like, can I just say it? Like, cool, we have we have the actual plot and the drama going on, but sometimes I want to go to a superhero property and just watch somebody kick some fucking ass. Just in the best way possible. I'm a big wrestling fan, and just... Mm, the showmanship of it, and just... But we're not talking about professional wrestling. We're not doing it. We're not. We're definitely not. Oh, Shawn Michaels is the best. Point oh. the gun at the screen. We're not talking about professional wrestling. <laughs> We're not talking about pro wrestling. Definitely not happening, Amber. But let's just say the choreography of it all is mm-mm-mm. good it soup. It truly is poetry in motion watching Matt Murdock beat the shit out of people. And like and you're like and you feel that it's righteous while he's doing it and you're like, yeah. 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 Woo! Holds up professional wrestling sign that says go daredevil. Um <laughs> I was I was racking my brain of how I could go from Daredevil to talking about wrestling. I was like, oh, the time Vince McMahon fought God. But then I was like, no, 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 no. The time Damian Sandow would dress up as superheroes for week to week because Raw was having guest hosts and Hugh Jackman was there. So Damian Sandow came out dressed as Magneto. And Amber, you're probably thinking that sounds fucking terrible. And the answer is yes. Yes, it was. Horrible era of Raw. God, I don't like Raw. Boo. Also, fuck Vince McMahon. Yeah, I'm, uh, Vince McMahon is a literal demon. Vince McMahon is the devil Matt Murdock should be fighting. <laughs> I like every single Vince McMahon f- fight that I have liked to watch is him getting hit as hard as possible with a steel chair or like right against the cage or something. Because mm. you're like, oh, yeah. So you, you love Shawn Michaels' return match against Vince McMahon because you're a ride or die for Shawn Michaels. I am a match is just Vince getting his shit pushed in by Shawn Michaels. Literally, I rewatch that like once a month and I'm just like, yeah, okay. There we go. That made me feel better. Like, if I'm having a real bad customer service day, you watch that and you're like, yeah, all's right in the world. This is good. Reggie, how, like, how interesting are, do you, like, explore, like, the independent scene, like, New Japan and shit like that? I am not that good, only because I barely even have access to, like, Disney Plus, and I just got Wi-Fi two weeks ago. So we're having a time. But if, if given to me, I would watch, indeed. I think I'm just going to send you, like, a story breakdown of the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, because it's just, like, a 24-year-long love story between these two men, and it's incredible. I would love to watch that. Hey, Amber. Yeah, that's me. What's up? I'm also here. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. about Daredevil? I think that, you know, what would be really, I mean... You know what I think is actually a really cool uh, feature of Daredevil that actually nobody has ta- touched on yet? It's it's a franchise in which it's possible to create an original character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing. The show is named after. So we've talked a lot about the character dynamics and how much we love Wilson and Vanessa, um, which is very Forever. much... It's sort of an interesting proposition creating a, a, an original character in... a like, Daredevil as an MCU property, because I, like, kind of have this temptation, like, any any character that's brought into that show tends to come from the comics, right? There's, like, very few truly original characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they just, like, adapt everything, and they're all, like, original adaptations, right? Um, the MCU version They do get a little fun of... with it. Right. The MCU version of each of these characters tends to be different than their comic book variations, and in... in, in bigger and smaller ways 
Um, uh, so there is sort of this like open question of like, are we adapting? Are we coming up with our own unique spin on a comic book Daredevil character? In which case, are there any of them that they haven't done yet? Um, yes. Again, I have read very few Daredevil comics in my life. To me, Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain. Oh, that's funny because the joke was always Kingpin what? was Fat Man until Frank Miller made him serious. I just, I, I'm so aghast that, no, first off, Spider-Man, uh, no, I'm not going to give my Spider-Man hot takes on air because I don't want people adding me on Twitter. Nope, I will Reggie, not. Huh? You got some Spider-Man hot takes? I won't add you on Twitter. I'll, I'll add you right now. I'll add you in real life. Uh, Fun fact, Spider-Man, one of the worst. One of the worst superheroes. Yeah. Boring. Just Say a more. scrub. Uh, just like actively like he's a douchebag i'm never rooting for him and his powers suck because he doesn't even have the organic webs which like why are you called spider-man if webs don't actually shoot out of you why do you fucking need like the little fucking if there if you had to have a device like what was the point of the spider then if the spider bite didn't actually give you the organic web shooters you've wasted this character you're starting from zero and then you're working your way up to nothing I'm okay, sorry. I mean, there's definitely, like, at least a few uh, runs where he does get organic webbing, but, like, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, but, like, not always. They're like, oh, and look, I have this fancy advanced web. I'm like, it should come from your arms. Or technically your ass, but we won't talk Is about that. your that. whole thing? You just, like, he's a bad superhero because you want his webbing no. to come out of his ass? <laughs> no, but I feel like, I, I, I feel like uh, based on the bug episode, that would be appreciated uh, by other guest hosts. Uh, but, like... <laughs> No, but, like, he's just so boring. He's just a whiny, he's such a whiny, whiny boy. And I don't care about anything that happens to him in any way. And I just can't. And I feel bad. It's like Batman also is kind of that way. You're only there for the villains. Batman himself, you're just like, dude, fucking shut up for three seconds. I so that's why Batman. I disagree in several directions, but most of them are your own emotional investment. And I can't argue against that. So My emotional is investment is zero, and so I'm like, <laughs> ugh, Spider-Man. But also, if I was going to bring in, like, a comic book character that they haven't yet... Uh, Mr. Like... Fear, someone please tell me someone else is excited about Mr. Fear. Okay. Oh, oh that's a completely different direction, and I totally love that, too. I was going to say, like, uh, Vanessa and Wilson totally have a son, I like, in the comics, and he's also evil, so, like... That would be good to put in a future season, maybe like season five, because I'm willing one into existence. Because then you can age him up a little bit by then, so that he can do the evil. But it's fine. I, real quick, while we're here, another side tangent, but there's Lord. that story arc where, like, Vanessa's a zombie or whatever. Oh, and yeah. And it's the line where, Vanessa, please, you're the only one who didn't see me as a monster. And the reason I think MCU, Kingpin, and Vanessa are better, there's several differences in the relationship or whatever. But I think it's better when it's not, you're the one who saw me not as a monster. But Vanessa sees Kingpin for who he truly is, both the man and both the child, the abused, scared child, and the monster who can't control his temper but also has a need to control everything. She sees all of that and loves him because of it, not in spite of it. And I just think that's better. It's so fucking, it's so much better because in the comics she's just like, give up your life of crime and instead she's just like, oh, I really like how you decorated the place. Oh, except for that table. And it's because he just fucking flipped that table across the room and is just like, yeah, I see your anger 
and I appreciate it. And I'm like, wow, nice ride or die, girl. Like, I love I that for you. That Vanessa gets that one white streak in the comics because love that, love that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, aesthetically. But yeah, so Amber, I think we're both on the bring someone in from the comics as opposed to make our own Agent Nadim an original. So, I agree. Uh, what, That's uh, what, what it sounds what direction? like. Who is that character that you were talking about being excited about just now that we haven't seen yet? Which, you, which one of us? You, Dev. Devin. Because I talked... Oh, Mr. Fear. It's He's Marvel's answer to Scarecrow, and I just love villains who can control fear. And what is better for a vil- for a superhero called the Man with No Fear than a man who can control and manipulate that? Also, there, Mr. Fear doesn't have a lot of great story arcs. The, the one everyone goes to is the one where he, like, breaks Daredevil's wife's mind, and the run ends with Mr. Fear being like, there's no cure. There's no magic bullet at the end of it. You lost. You can throw me in jail, but your wife's never getting better. And the other one that I think is personally interesting is where Mr. Fear mentally breaks people to the point where they worship him as a god. And isn't it fun to have Catholic guilt personified fight a false god? And, like, the whole entire thing about Fisk's, like, power situation is that he runs off of fear, too. If you're, like... At least in, like, the TV show, he's, like, there's a lot about him being, like, that scared little kid. And if you bring in fucking Mr. Fear, you get to really, mm, have a good time with that. In the writer's that, room. And Mr. Fear just has a dope-ass costume, and I want to see it on live action. Oh, what if they didn't give it to him, though? Well, but we can. We had canon give Mr. Fear a good costume. I think in the Disney Plus era, they are more willing to give people the costumes. And you know it's what? True. They didn't give Guardian his stupid costume, but his shirt in season three looks an awful lot like his costume. It's got the same logo. That's true. Isn't Mr. Fear like one of the cloak babies in the comics? I can't remember. What's a cloak baby? Like just someone with a cloak? <laughs> yeah, like a superhero whose costume has like the cloak and the tidy whities Or am I just, I haven't. Yeah, he's got a cloak and a cowl. Good, good. The original, the original Mr. Fear was a failed wax salesman, but he only exists for one issue, so it's fine. No one talks about him. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's our thing because, like, hello, Talia Al Ghul, the sequel. Sorry, I, we have a fourth guest host today. Apparently, I don't know if you can hear her from your end, but she keeps doing the so good times. Sorry, distracted. That's okay. <laughs> tiny baby says hello i have daredevil opinions her daredevil opinions are that the fight scenes are really cool because she's one of those cats that watches tv and so when i had the disney right, right, plus right, on right, rewatching, right. i know that about she her. was like she was like oh yeah oh yeah fuck yeah this is good More of this. Lights. those fight scenes are cool <sighs> so i think are we all excited about mr fear i'm pumped for mr fear Can i'm, we, I I'm want... here for mr fear i like scarecrow villains so my thought was if we're going to do a new spin on it, Reggie and I are both pretty familiar with comics, but Amber, just out of those things we said, what gets your mind going as the not comic familiar person if we're going to really make it something unique to the show, right? Yeah, I'm I'm so yeah. Okay. So um so Matt Murdock's whole thing is like Catholic guilt, right? The way that I'm tempted to go here is that you have you have this series that's about Matt Murdock feeling like shit about the thing that he's doing, but ultimately like he is a superhero, right? He is fighting crime. 
Um, to me, the thing that's compelling here um, is that Mr. Fear is a character that you get to bring in when Matt Murdock does, like, well and truly fuck up and start doing things wrong. Um, because, like, the one of the greatest fears that this character has, to me, hearing this, is that um, he... Uh, like he he would be afraid of doing the wrong thing. He would be afraid of like putting sin onto his soul. He would be afraid of, um, like like that maybe all the things he's worried about in his job that he's that he's, um, uh, causing more harm than good could could that could come to fruition. That he could get the people around him hurt. So maybe you have this character who, um. His MO is Matt Murdock already has this fear, right? But he's trying to actively con he's trying to actively fight it. Um, uh, so you have Mr. Fear exacerbate that, play on that fear in some way, such that Matt like kind of oh, I don't know, becomes nihilistic about it, gets to the point where he's like, well, I have already fucked up. Um, oh, well, like, this is uh, who I am now. You get him to capitulate to the identity in some way. You get him to, um, uh, I don't know, you, 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 you turn his fear against him in order to make him um, start aiding the criminal element instead of fighting them. Um, uh, you make him feel like the only way forward is to play into his fear of doing the wrong thing like it's you know the dark knight thing of like um the heroic thing is not to be a hero um but like you know in a way where it's like actually that's fucked up and they're convincing matt murdoch that that's true that he has to like sacrifice his his heroic nature in order to do what's really right for the world but it's not it's clearly manipulating him by preying on his fears and i don't know what like do the that's things i'm really saying make any Amber. sense Yes, because Vilsen's whole thing as, like, the thing is he's like, I love this city so much that I'm willing to burn it to the fucking ground to, like, get it to be correct. And, like, what you're saying is essentially you would be turning Matt into, like, have that moral of, like, Wilson a la season one and two, where he's just like, oh, I'm going to firebomb this entire apartment complex just so that I don't have to deal with, like, X, Y, Z. And you're like... Oh, God, that's a lot to do for that, uh, sir. Um, but, like, if you make Matt think in that same way where he's like, I love this city so much that I have to raise, like, kind of, like, raise it down in ways that he would not because it would hurt people. Like, his whole thing is like, oh, I'd no one ever, like, he, he doesn't kill people. That's, like, the thing. And, like, if he gets to the... No, like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, if you, he gets to the point where he's getting closer and closer to causing harm to people, like, don't maybe don't have him directly kill someone because then you kind of kill the whole Daredevil thing. But, like, if you have him get to the point where, like, oh, like, this thing collapsed onto this person and it was his fault that that thing collapsed kind of a thing, you start to play on that. And if he ever comes out of it, he'd be like, uh, and have to go live with his mom for a little bit again because the guilt. He has to go to the nunnery or whatever <laughs> that was. It's just the church basement. <laughs> it is, but it has a nun in it, so I, I, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> so how sorry. does this compare to comic book Mr. Fear? I will say one thing I think would be important to incorporate with Mr. Fear in an adaptation is Mr. Fear is one of the few Daredevil villains, I mean, fuck, Daredevil villains who is equally a Matt Murdock villain. Like, Mr. Fear knew Matt from law school, and his beef 
starts with Matt Murdock and ends up being with Daredevil. He just doesn't like Matt, and then he finds out Matt's a superhero, and he thinks he's a hypocrite, and that's what most of it stems from. That's and that's one of the few things that make him unique. So I think that's something to incorporate. Because, like, it's also Daredevil. You should do courtroom drama, right? Uh, you have to do courtroom drama, because we're here for it. Sorry. Sorry. I really, really, really like the courtroom scenes. Something in the business school brain just goes like, mm, law. So, so. I love the Punisher trial. It's not just when Punisher freaks out on stage, but it's every argument Matt and Foggy make for the Punisher and also the first lawyer scene in season one. Oh, I love it. When they have to defend the bad guy. I love it. Delightful. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi. We we get excited. You do. I love that. Thanks. Okay, so he's a Matt Mur- he's a Matt villain. What is it's Mr. Fear's agenda villain. in the comics? What is he trying to accomplish? Fucking with Matt Murdock. That's it, baby. He's not you go. To, no, I was going to say his job is to dunk on Matt Murdock and nothing else. He's there just as a pure, like, slam dunker all the time, dabbing on Matt Murdock whenever he can, as the kids would say. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Fear isn't the most well-rounded villain. He, A, has a really cool aesthetic, and B, has a storyline most people point to as, like, really uh, pack, like impactful. Because I don't think Matt's wife has ever gotten better, so Mr. Fear remains right at the end of that thing. But, like, yeah, he just, he either wants his own little corner of the world to be praised as God and get money, or he just wants to fuck with Matt Murdock because you're a stupid hypocrite and I should be a good lawyer. You you liar. You lying piece of shit. And I think both of those would work well. Like, either, either angle you go from, because Dex's whole thing is that he's just kind of like, I don't know, I have good aim and I like to kill people. And you're like, eh, cool. Well, welcome to the MCU, guy. Like, good enough the for me. The best aim. <laughs> the best aim. God, it's so fun. Just, I love a villain who can't miss, and I love a villain who knows they can't miss, so just throwing shit in random directions, no one's gonna... It's so fun! It's so fun watching Bullseye do his thing. Even the Colin Farrell Bullseye, remember him? No. No. I do, no. Yeah. Was that Colin Farrell? Or he's all right. Yeah, it's called oh, no. Farrell because he's Irish. Huh. <laughs> no. Mm. Uh, don't put that. Nope. Getting, ugh, get it out of my head. I forgot. Yeah, Ben Affleck, Daredevil. Oh, my God. And the worst version of Elektra. I, literally, I think it's like the worst possible version of Elektra that they could have. They're like, who was the worst person we could choose? And they're like, yeah, Jennifer Gardner. Get her in here. And you're like, no, what the fuck is this? Literally the worst possible choice. I just, oh my God. Oh my God. I just, uh, um, I have opinions about, oh, um, uh, don't mention the movie to me. I'm going to scream. It's so bad. Remember their fight date at a fucking playground? It's just, uh, mm. no, Devin, don't talk about it. going to cry. It's, who, who, hmm, I have so many feelings. I have so many feelings about it, and it's, hmm. For everyone who complains about the MCU, oh, it's not real movies, fucking go back. Go back and watch the dark ages of superhero films, and then complain to me that Thor 1 is kind of bland. Do it. 
Do it. Do it. I dare you. Rewatch fucking Rise of the Silver Surfer and tell me the MCU is bad. Fuck you people. Thank God, not the Silver Surfer. Devin. Devin, I scrub these movies for my brain and you're putting them back in. Get them out. Get them out. Oh my God. Fucking Reed Richards going on a big rant about how he's better than a dumb jock. Get the fuck out of here. It's not Reed. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Oof. Anyways, Mr. Fear. Mr. Fear, he has to wear at least one cape, please. Yes, cape and skull face. Sick costume. I love you, Mr. Fear. Exactly. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, the full, like, uh, tidy-whitey version of it, but, like, give me a little something-something to work with. (gasps) Can he be super goth, then? Ugh, that would be nice, because then he can wear the flowy fucking thing, and no one will judge it on screen. It'll be fine. And I get my cape, and we get another person who's just like i'm here to fuck up matt murdoch's life i love the idea of a goth lawyer <laughs> we're looking for just Secret. like the gerard way guy liner sort of a sort of a yeah. vibe here a little bit like when he's in costume at least it's fine i'm not goth now i want him to be tim curry and that can't happen but now that's what i want that would be really fun oh no uh that would be so good well that was my addition i want him to look cool I like my TV show to be candy. Yay. I agree. I'm like, I'm here to have a good time. And that's, and if I have a good time, then that's a good TV show. <coughs> Iron Fist. Oh, sucked. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't even a good time. They couldn't, man. They really just could not figure out God. They, I guess, like, the whole mcu netflix department were like what if we blew the entire costume budget on daredevil and they were like we've got like five other properties and they went daredevil even louder his costume is the best jessica jones's costume in the comics is really cute and that would have been fun to see her in it for more than show it for a second as a gag yeah yeah for the gags assholes I know his costume's easy to do, but damn, the, I I love that I love that fucking flag jacket. It looks good. It looks good on screen. It looks really, really good. <laughs> I honestly, pun, like the MCU Punisher, they did a really good job with him. It's one of the better versions. Like honestly, 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 everyone. I love Garth Ennis as much as the next guy, but like fucking come on, man. <laughs> hey Amber, what would you add to a, a Mister Fear character? It so badly wants to be in October, this storyline, right? It so badly wants a very special Halloween climax that takes place during Halloween. Is that too stupid? Is that too fucking dumb? I want it. I agree. I'm gonna gonna hold up a JPEG of Punisher villain the Coyote, who separated people's heads from their bodies... And kept it alive using a weird collar and the power of the spot. D-list Spider-Man villain who I love. You just and had I that. will say, Daredevil is very stupid sometimes. I like it to be stupid. That's why. That's what makes it fun. If I wanted to just sit there and watch a courtroom drama, I would. There's a reason you got like that. There's a reason we watch the one with the little superhero uh, side part of it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm down for this climax at Halloween. That's what I want in a Spider-Man movie. Have a Spider-Man movie. Right, G? I'm sorry. But have a Spider-Man movie where he fights Hobgoblin and it ends at Halloween. That would be rad. That would fuck. Just like, even if it is (laughs) Spider-Man. 
Sorry. Just me, it's fine. I think in terms of this audience, us, me and Amber, yeah, I think it's just you, Raj. So, so Mr. Fear's, like, whole thing is that he's trying to fuck with Matt, right? And, uh, like, just, uh, just, uh, just be a dick to him. Uh, but he has all these, like, fear uh, capabilities. I, to me, this feels like Mr. Fear should be, um, in league with someone or, like, possibly, like, being manipulated himself by, like, another character. Like, I don't know, like, it's like simple motivation it's an easily exploitable motivation and it's a motivation that makes me feel like wow it would be weird for this character to not be tied to anyone else in this world um there should be some kind of a connection there do we want to just have it be kingpin again reggie i know you and i both love kingpin and vanessa and would kill for more of him but it has been three seasons you can do someone else someone else can show up in new york but my thing is like bullseye is like even in the current run, like, one of the main villains, um, well, actually, the current run is Elektra's Daredevil, and I have only read the first one, so no opinions. Sorry, listeners. Um, but, <laughs> but like, Bullseye was getting souped up at the end. I'm sorry, Agent Poindexter. I don't think they had him as Bullseye yet. And, like, why not have him work with Bullseye, who's literally just fucking, like, I, also off the fucking wall? If you just have two of them off the wall together, that's okay, like a- yeah, yeah, no, no, I, 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 I the, the lines are connecting. I'm seeing the math because Bullseye is someone who can physically oppose Matt. They can go one and one on the physical realm, right? Mister Fear can manipulate emotionally and point out the hypocrisy that exists within Matt Murdock, and that's something that would hurt more than a punch to the face would. So of course they'd team up because they both just kind of hate Matt. That's really good. And then, and then we get to watch Matt go into his sad boy mode which is the best version of matt murdoch i love him in sad boy mode because that's how you get the best monologues make matt murdoch sad sad matt murdoch monologues are the best that's so (sighs) good and they make me like reassess my own morality or something it's really i love matt murdoch what does it look like matt a world on fire oh perfect (sighs) that's my sigh of love for matt murdoch sorry (laughs) I forgive you this time. And I just want this on record. Listen, I watched the end of Defenders. I watched the end of season three. And all I'm saying is you'd have had a lot of easier time with those unkillable ninjas if someone's power set was has shotgun and loose morals. You could have called Frank. You said Frank said see you around Red and he knew you'd hear it. You could have called him. Karen, you show up in season one of Punisher. You could have called Frank. He could have helped out pretty easy don't have to sully matt's soul if someone else pulls the trigger (laughs) i I just how much more fun would it have been to have frank there oh it would have been awesome if frank was at the because because the best part is luke cage giving donnie shit and frank would have given him so much more shit frank (laughs) would hate danny (laughs) danny just needed to be dunked on Danny shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Sorry. But just... No, you're uh, right. It was... At least Luke Luke Cage was still like... I'm like, yeah. This is good. Oh, yeah. I'm in season two. I'm here. I... Mm, Iron Fist. I, mm, I, I almost... I almost didn't make it through the first episode, but I pushed myself. I said, okay. Everyone says it gets better. 
And they're liars. And they lied. It got worse. It's like a thing of everyone agrees that season ones are super good, and then you can legislate the quality of the following seasons, but fucking Iron Fist didn't even have a good first season. It just is so bad. It's just so bad. And, like, it's I just... Your lead actor for a goddamn kung fu show says, I don't want to learn martial arts. You Fire him! You fire him over and he doesn't have the charisma to pull that off he's a pretty bland dude he was so bland and i was like is this it tell me this isn't it oh is this it it's still nothing more we're just oh your side character is gonna try to carry the show by herself sad oh you're gonna sideline that side character who was carrying the show to make it more about the person who i didn't give a shit about good 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 great 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 Awesome. Turning this off. Turning Daredevil on for the second run through. <laughs> Just... I'm rewatching Punisher season two, episode one, bang, because the episode called Bang ends with Frank Castle saying bang. And I go, yeah, he got shot in the head. <laughs> I'm sorry for I literally I lost my Netflix right when Punisher was coming out. So I guess I'll have to watch that and probably enjoy it immensely because it can't it can't be Iron Fist. Can't be as bad as that. It's so good. I've seen Punisher <laughs> season one, episode one, three ham so many times because I made that 16 minute video about it. So I had to go back and get footage. And I'm like, damn, that was a great episode of television. <laughs> and it was Mr. Fear. Um, We've got a look. What's the vibe? What's the day-to-day with this dude? I don't think we have someone... We don't have a pouty supervillain in this uh, one. We fucking do now. We need a, We need to have a snivelly little shit. It's no fun otherwise. Like, Dex is just off his rocker. Fisk is, like, on his moral high horse. We don't have just, like, a sniveling little, like... Well, he shouldn't win because I should win. Kind of a... I don't know. I was going to say that when you do the Spider-Man thing where the cop, sorry, Reg, but you do the Spider-Man thing where the, the mask gives Peter the confidence to be fun and kooky, right? So when he's just a lawyer, he is a very whiny, petulant goth, like, yeah, I, I should be the Matt Murdock. I'm a real lawyer. He just shows up at the end and chases ambulances. But when he's fully in his mask and cape, he's he's the villain. Give like me that. Mysterio. Just give me villains who go on monologue and are very histrionic. That's what I want. I like that a lot. I love that. I might say. Do we want like a specific reason or just stick with vague hypocrite? Because that's kind of where I'm like, I, I want like a something more to just click a little bit with this character that I feel like we don't have, which I know is nebulous, but we'll no, figure no, it I out. No, no, I agree. We'll I agree. It's missing something. Um... My like add on would be like, I feel like Karen as a person would also be just super easy to play off of and also be able to get at matt and she's visibly in matt's circle and also karen has no poker face has no poker face like at all so like and like the actress like she is very like very emotive so if you want someone to like lose their shit on screen i say they i think he should go for karen yeah, because at this point, it would be Melson, Nerdock, and Paige, right? Uh, yeah. And he hates Matt first, so he'd know about Karen. Thank you. And, like, I don't know if Foggy 
has the range to do the fear thing, but I know fucking based on Karen episodes that she absolutely the fuck does. God bless Karen Page. (laughs) Karen Page constantly looks like she's about to have a fucking breakdown because the city is too much and loving both Punisher and Daredevil is too much for one person. Yeah, and if anyone's going to have the best mental... She has. She is already on the cusp of having a breakdown at any moment. If literally Mr. Fearvin just looks at her wrong, boom, breakdown. You got your first You got your first one, like episode one, already ready to go. Just, just fuck with Karen. I'm doing the thing where I create a moment. So you know what happens? She, he like perfectly recreates the room she shot Wesley in and she, he get Mr. Fear gets Karen to shoot, like unload the clip on him. And then it's like, haha, it didn't work. Bulletproof vest. It's an illusion. And that freaks Karen the fuck out. Because that's her whole power thing. Like that was her power move. Like, oh, I escaped from whatever the fuck that kidnapping situation was. And instead she's like, oh, great. I'm stuck in this. Awesome. And also, like, she did kind of feel bad about shooting him. A little bit. Karen Page is a girl boss who believes in the Second Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have a thing for Frank Castle and not care about guns. I'm sorry. She She is proud that she carries that gun. She she kind of loves shooting that guy. She kind of loves shooting him a little bit. And, like, I think she admits it. I can't remember if she actually, like, straight up is like, yeah, I found it hot to shoot that dude. But, like, it's heavily implied. She says, too foggy, I I unloaded the clip because I wanted him to be dead. Because Foggy goes, Karen, it was self-defense. And she goes, no, 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 no. I shot him seven times. <laughs> so Reggie was about to say something about how this line felt straight out of Chicago, something about running into someone's knife or what have you. But anyways, that then led into a seven some odd plus minute digression about people's exes. And we named names and we discussed information we are not at liberty to discuss on a public forum. So due to the request of both guests, hosts and other people, I have been instructed to remove this section of the podcast. So, here we are. The Head Podcasting Tribunal has spoken! I also hope that I was allowed to say that. I, why wouldn't you be? So, it was fucking high school, it's fine. I know, but also, like, secrets are supposed to stay in places, and I may have just blurted one real loud. Secrets are like the stars. In the end, they always come out. Thanks, Thanks, Devin. Devin. That made me feel not better at all. (laughs) That's a Ralph Wiggum quote from The Simpsons. It's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. I'm in danger. Yeah, Daredevil, how would you like to end the episode on that? Uh lovely show that i love more than anything and would die anyway for. after that well now we have to make it that mr fear dated karen page and matt has unperturbed oh, feelings because that's where this episode i hate that because it's, it's, pretty good, it's a pretty good development i'm upset about it because it works. yeah it is <laughs> and like matt's whole thing in the comics is just being a massive slutterino and going between every single female side character so God, i think matt having is a whore he is, and he's my favorite whore. Um, <laughs> I 
just more than Dick Grayson. <gasps> yeah, actually, because I don't like Dick Grayson. Ah, uh, Dick Grayson's the Dick Grayson. Here's my hot take with Dick Grayson is that Dick Grayson canonically has the most sex in the DC universe because DC, like the universe, the editors were not sex positive for a very long time. And that is maintained to this day. That's why there's no joke about Batman eating pussy in Harley Quinn season three because DC was like, no, Batman doesn't eat pussy. In Vertigo, the imprint for DC, they told Neil Gaiman, superheroes don't masturbate. So the idea of anyone having sex in DC is kind of crazy. But with Dick Grayson, they needed a course correct so strong from the deception of innocence. The idea that Batman and Robin are a gay man's fantasy. They needed to make Dick Grayson hyper heterosexual. So he fucks. He fucks his way through the DC universe because they're not gay. Good for him. Go off, Queen. <laughs> we, we love that. I'm a, I'm a sexual guy ally. who fucks, I guess. I, I, I support I that am, for I, him. <laughs> I support straight people. Honest, honestly, considering even my boss calls me a fuckboy, maybe, maybe I should like Dick Grayson a little bit more. <laughs> All I'm saying is there are two things that could break up Dinah Lance and Oliver Quinn one of it is Oliver Quinn's impetism. The other one is Dick Grayson in some booty shorts. All I'm saying, like, all I'm saying, <laughs> Dick Grayson could break up any couple in the DC universe if he should throw that thing back. That's all I'm saying. There is no, there is no couple strong enough. Even Our Man and Liberty Bell, I think he could, I think if Dick Grayson was heartless, I think if he was a true thought in his soul, not a man who just likes to fuck, but a messy bitch who likes drama, I think he could do it. I love messy bitches who love drama. I think that's maybe why the fisks are so good because like they do bring it and matt oh, is such a drama queen like dear god bless his dramatic little heart everything is the biggest problem and you're like yeah sure okay foggy nelson slid matt murdoch a note that says don't stick your dick in crazy and matt said i'm blind and threw it in the tree <laughs> He's like, what if I put my dick in everything? And you're like, Matt, Matthew, sir. He's like, restraint. what if I had a threesome with Lady Bullseye and Lady and Typhoid Mary? What could go wrong? Oh, I forgot about. Oh, no, I forgot some things, and they're coming back to me. Matt is oh. my favorite. Now I want Typhoid Mary to show up in the MCU proper. I'd, I'd there love a fucking to villain Typhoid named Mary. Typhoid Mary? Thank you. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's great. She's an awesome good time. And Matt's like, what if I fucked that? And we're like, oh, Matt, don't. And then he's like, oops, I did it. <laughs> and then it causes <gasps> problems. Who would have thought? My favorite part about that is Matt Murdock and wade wilson deadpool looked at typhoid mary and matt said damn the yeeks though and wade went no absolutely not that is trouble <laughs> <laughs> i found the highlight section here <laughs> at the end i just I don't know, the new run with Typhoid Mary, like, she looks really fucking cool, and she is really cool, and I have a hard time rooting against her, despite her being the villain. 
Am I, do I have an issue? I kind of like yeah, villains. Yeah, you do. Am and I, we all knew that already. I, That's okay. We love you. Oh, God. Listen, Reggie, when I made my DCOC lunatic the sidekick of my main hero, Psycho, one of his character traits is just he's really into supervillains. He thinks they're hot. And I was thinking of you when I gave him that character trait. That's really sweet. Or really troubling. Reggie, you are... Um, I'm supposed to. And I, and I sincerely mean this um, with all of the love in my heart. Um, uh, fucking psychotic. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Um, I was having a discussion earlier today in which my partner said, Oh, and like this is your first healthy relationship. Isn't it fun? And I was like... Uh... Reggie. <laughs> because we were talking about whistling of an SFS. He's like, yeah, but it's really unhealthy. And I was like, it's, it's, it's really good. And I really like it. And it's great. And I would love that. The passion that they have and the fire and the, like, the slightly, slightly, uh, it's fine. And he was like, yeah, but like, healthy relationships are better. And I was like, <laughs> flash cut to my mom not dating a dude because he was nice and i was like what do you mean mom she's like well he was nice and it put me on edge and also he was boring (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna stay silent about that because we're not hurt dog hollering over here that's for sure but also kids get into a healthy relationship they're actually fun don't be like Matt Murdock, kids. Be like Deadpool in this situation. <laughs> Which is confounding, actually. Yeah. Kids, people are like Deadpool. God, that issue breaks my heart. Oh, that issue breaks my heart. We're not, we're not, we're not going to do it. Anyways, Mr. Fear, are we at one fun fact? We are at one fun fact of yes. Is... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so fucking long. Feature-length episode. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, you promised to cut that bit out of the somewhat yes. past middle where we were just talking about I will Exodus. be cutting that bit out for uh, the sake of everyone involved, yes. You could also cut out the part where we talk about Chicago, because that's what led into it, and then things went south. Apologies. If you're trying to get it down to under an hour and a half. <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, I think this is the time where, like, I wouldn't edit something out. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God. That's so messy. So you better hope Amber edits this one. Amber, I beg of you. I also beg of me. Future me, if you're listening to this, please. We don't know where this one ends up on the backlog. We've built up quite a lot. What with that month and a half of Amber retrieval arc? Who knows who edits this one? Amber's sweet being addicted to the knife event. I can't believe that you're full Paris Hilton and Rico. I know, it's true. Did you know she gave she brought her own costumes? You bringing up Repo the Genetic Opera makes up for saying the most Republican thing you've ever said by saying one of the queerest things you've ever said, because only queer people like Repo the Genetic Opera. I, it was shown to be by a lesbian, and then an agender person suggested it to me after I had just watched it, so you are not wrong. <laughs> Listen, I had this hot take before I'm, I was able to say fag, but if there are two things queer people love, it is witchcraft and plants, all right? And that was true beforehand, and now I can say fag, so it's even more true. I like plants and witches. Bam! See? Facts. 
Big up. What's up? I spent so much time in queer spaces. <laughs> I yeah, but I kill plants, so I just draw them now. <laughs> Rip. I killed, I killed like, plants that are hard to kill. It, it was actually pretty impressive. Good thing the cat feeds themselves, so, you know? Here's my fun fact. Mr. Fear, canonically bisexual, he also kind of flirts with Foggy. Okay. You know what? Foggy needs that. Because his ex slash, Mar what's her name? Marcy? She's, like, yeah, so Marcy. bad. She's so bad for him. Great. Related. So yeah, get a little villain action on um, this line. Uh, yeah. Mr. Fear loves plants. Keeps a lot of plants around um, in, in his spaces at all times. They produce the chemical to make That's the fear That's right. Toxic. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And mine is just that he was a goth sad boy, which also fits with the, with, with the bisexual plant boy part. Does he have the same playlist as Bruce Wayne and the Batman? He's just yes. listening to something Immediately, yes. in the way. The watering plants. I was going to fist down on my desk and then remember that I needed to keep the audio quality up, but fuck yes. Um, yes. I fell in love with an emo girl. Like, full MGK, oh, like, bullshit, no. just awful. Yes. Make him trash. <laughs> Make him a real villain. Make villain. I love this, Mr. Fear. This is great. <laughs> It's not just that he likes pop punk, it's that he likes shitty pop punk. Yeah! Which makes him a little shit. Which makes him easier to hate. Which makes it more fun for Matt Murdock to punch him in the face eventually. You're welcome, fans. Oh, and when he's doing the full big monologue as Mr. Fear, he tries to, like, shoehorn in a lyric, and Matt Murdock, A, doesn't know what fucking song he's talking about, but B, it's really clear, like, this, it hasn't worked, that he just shoved it in. Ah, oh, good. Good, good, good. Mm. I live for that shit. Good job, guys. Like, Matt Murdock, one could say you are a firefly, and you tried to shine your light. But now this city hates your wings. And Matt's like, what the fuck? What? W-A-T without the H. What? <laughs> I go to church. What music do you think I listen to? Okay. I think uh, that's an OC. That's a pretty Woo! good one. I like our edgy lawyer boy. Emo piece of shit. <laughs> we we just made Edgeworth from fucking Phoenix, right? But with fear toxin and a cool mask. <laughs> I love, I, I already love to hate him. I'm so excited to watch this I'm gonna season. So upset if Mr. Fear shows up and he's nothing like this. That would be really sad to have that. I do, I like, I have a full OC in my head now, and then I would just be like, hmm. Well, it doesn't match the, oh, my head? My head cannon? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Barbara Gordon shows up in season three of Titans, and she's not as good as the Barbara Gordon who fucks that Amber and I made That's in our right. episode. Watch the episode, writers. Duh. So we are, we've reached the end of a very long and very fun podcast that I can't wait to listen to. Hopefully I don't edit this one because I don't listen to episodes I edit. So, Reg... Got any pluggables? Anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? Um, I mean, I do, but they would give away my location. <laughs> um, so no, not not this time around. Um, unless I can plug this podcast again. Hey, have you heard this podcast? It slaps. Oh, thanks. I agree. 
It is your platform to plug whatever you want. I like to plug this podcast. Thank you. And I would like to plug a refund ticket on the train to Staten Island, because fuck you, Staten Island, that's right! Ha-ha! Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like I've said Jesus Christ we so many hate... times this episode. Like, You're going to invoke him or something. Is that how that works? It's not. Is it like a Beetlejuice situation? <laughs> yeah, you say 15 Hail Marys and you meet Jesus. It's like a Steve Martin bit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, like, wouldn't that be embarrassing if you, like, went, if, like, you died and it was all real? You, like, you show up to the, the, the pearly gates and it turns out the whole thing. Like, wouldn't you just be embarrassed? They, they'd be like, you'd be like, what did you do? And they're like, it looks like you took the Lord's name in vain, uh, what is that, like, a, a million and six times. You'd be like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Hey, Amber, do you have anything to plug? Because we forgot um, to ask It's my you. podcast, so I guess no. I'm working on this tabletop role-playing game. Um, maybe I'll have more information about that at some point in the future. Um, uh, I don't know. Find me on Twitter, at Warupichi. You already follow me on Twitter. If you're listening to this, you're already my friend. Like, what? I think there, um, I, I let someone borrow my Skirtzando book, so in a couple weeks there will oh, be wow, reviews nice. of... Of a tabletop game that you could, I think, buy online? Wow. Question mark? Nice. Question mark? Always be plugging your friends. <laughs> I'm hi. I'm here to plug this podcast to other people who already listen. <laughs> um, this has been original podcast. Do not steal. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please join us also next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about a different thing that isn't that. I think. If we're going back to the normal schedule, it's my episode and we're doing Creepy Okay, freaks. we're doing whatever Creepy Freaks is. I don't know what that is. And just like Amber doesn't know what it is, but knows exactly what I'm about to say, the contradiction, much like the contradiction that makes Matt Murdock so fascinating, and part of what also makes him fascinating is his undying quest. And my undying quest is not for my eternal soul or the salvation of the city, but is to monetize mm -hmm, my friendship, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, all of mm -hmm. my friendships, making money off of them. That's what I do here. That's the sign off at the end. Now we're at the it's end true. of the episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Jordan Peterson wants to fuck crabs. <laughs> 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 <laughs>